0: Welcome to another episode of the Naturally Built Podcast. I'm your host, Pablo Cortez. Uh, joining me today is current National Park Service Outdoor Recreation Planner and Southern California ASLA Chapter President-Elect, Carlos Flores. Uh, Carlos, um, thank you for joining me. How, how is everything? Thank you for having me. Um, I'm doing great today. Thank you. Sure. Hey, uh, w- the reason I reached out to you is um, you, so you're the President-Elect of the Southern California Chapter for ASLA. Um, can you describe, kind of get into what your role is as president-elect, and then you kind of roll into what, how that evolves once you've actually taken on the position of a of president? Yeah, absolutely. So the president-elect, um,
1: the, the chapter Ulrichs has uh, one president, and, uh, and the president has the support of a president-elect who is in line to take over the following term, and also the past president. So. Um, in order to in order to help with continuity um, uh, and, and support the current president um, both future and past presidents are are there involved so um, that's my one of my main roles is to be a supporter of our current president Pam Brief and, um, and there's a couple of other specific um, uh, some tasks specific to the president-elect one of which is um, I am also the chair of the chapter's uh, professional awards program. So the president-elect is always the chair of that program um, is uh, every two years. We have chapter professional awards. Um, We uh, were supposed to have them this year, and uh, they have been canceled because of the pandemic. But um, we, uh, we will still have them in the spring which is the plan right now if you know if, if, if things allow them, uh, that to happen we will we will have those in the spring so part of my part of my job is to um as, as awards chair is to uh, put together the jury for those awards so i have to select uh, jurors and invite them to participate as
0: jurors what's the what's the time frame for the president-elect from the time you've been uh, elected to the- The point where you take on that the the actual president role? Usually a year,
1: um, usually one
0: year when when the president-elect
1: is, um, you know, there's elections in the summer and uh, you run for the position of president one year in advance of the actual beginning of your term. So um, I ran for this uh, last year 2019 and I will, I have this whole year of uh, president-elect role before, uh, before beginning my term as president. Now sometimes presidents do a one-year term and some presidents do a two-year term. So the president-elect term uh, likewise can extend uh, and become a two-year term. That depends on, on how things line up.
0: So I know you've had a, a pretty uh, uh, good history with ASLA. Um, what made you decide to run for president?
1: Um, I've been involved with AFLA for about five years now, um, since I was in my third year of the end of my third year of my, um, uh, MLA program. Um, uh, and, uh, I was interested in running for president because, uh, I, I am very interested in, um, attracting, uh. Younger people, uh, you know, recent graduates, and um, hopefully getting them inspired uh, to participating in, in volunteering with ASLA. Volunteering is something that's very important for me, not just in ASLA, but um, I spend quite a bit of time volunteering for other organizations, and uh, i uh, i have I have felt the benefits of of uh, volunteering in my career, and I want others to
0: be aware of that and uh, to open the doors for them um i guess that seems like to, to be one of your goals is there um, any other sort of goals or responsibilities that come with the uh, the position of president well as president
1: you're representing the uh, membership of the entire chapter um, so there's a lot of responsibility um, Our chapter is the second largest chapter in the country in terms of uh, number of members. We we fluctuate between 650 and 700 uh, members. Um, We are second largest um, to, I believe it's Florida. Florida is one chapter for the whole state. Um, We are only Southern California Excluding uh, San Diego, San Diego is its own chapter. uh, We have a lot of landscape architects in this region, and um, uh, those who are members of the chapter um, are represented by the chapter's executive committee. So my my role, my responsibility is um, to uh, to lead. It's it's it's, I'm being trusted by the executive committee to lead for a year um, to work. Now um, it's it's. You know, everything we do is, uh, is not, it's not mandated by the president. The president doesn't dictate uh, what we do. Everything is, is, is directed by the membership. And, um, and uh, the chapter is led by the executive committee who works,
0: who works as a board, functions as a board. I mentioned you were, um, you're the I think your current position is the, the, the outdoor recreation planner, right? For the National Park Service.
1: That's right, that's my full-time job.
0: Um, uh
1: since november i uh, started working for the national park service i was with the us forest service before that um, and with the park service i'm an outdoor recreation planner is my official title um, it's uh it's a uh, it's, it's a title that that um covers a, a very broad um, range of work um uh, i do not practice as a landscape architect, um, but I, I, I do a lot of uh, related work, uh, especially uh, outreach to communities. We work we work supporting community projects, community-led projects um, related to recreation and related to uh, to health and education. Um, the National Park Service has two two sides to its to its mission to its uh, agency mission. Um, most people are familiar with one side of the mission which is the parks the national parks but not a lot of people are familiar with um, the other half of the mission which is programs the park service runs uh, several programs one of which is um, where i work the rivers trails and conservation assistance program or rtca Um, that program um, provides technical assistance in the form of of grants to to communities, um, nonprofits, and um, uh, local government agencies as well, uh, who uh, apply for for our help. Um, We have an annual application cycle. Um, People apply for for help in a a specific project that they have. Um, The projects can be at different phases. Um, Some of them are just beginning. Some of them are, are well into, um, into their process. Um, some, some applications already have a, a, a group or a team of people and uh, we come in and join them. Um, and, and others, um, which are early, earlier phases, they are just beginning to form that team. So, so we also come in um, always as, a, as an invited party the table and sometimes we help uh, our project partners form the team that
0: will lead the project or uh, sometimes the team's already there and we, and we join them. So your typical kind of day-to-day work is uh, more along the lines of coordination projects, um, administrative stuff, right? My, kind of making sure everybody's uh, going where they should be and things are getting, moving along on a project by project basis? That's right.
1: It's a lot like project management. Uh, we usually have my colleagues and I we usually have um, I don't know six six or seven projects at a time uh, every year so so we juggle you know six or seven different teams that we're working with um, we have a lot of phone calls and meetings and emails so a lot of my work uh, uh, despite what my title uh, sounds like a lot of my work is actually indoors
0: in, in an you're not out. You're not out there in the field a whole lot.
1: Not not as much as uh, you know,
0: people who work in the national
1: parks. They're out a lot in the field. Uh, we we do work in the field, but uh, uh, we do site visits, and some of the projects require um, uh, public meetings and uh, uh, community meetings, and, and visiting sites. So so we do get out. Um, uh, it's just not the the typical day-to-day is usually office.
0: What would you say the typical size of these projects are? Are we talking sort of garden scale or uh, more, um, I don't know, regional scale projects? Um, somewhere in between. Um, so, I, Most of them, I would say, are, are um,
1: city scale or neighborhood scale. Um, a lot of them, because they're community-led projects, the communities will come with, um, with an idea um, that, uh, for example, we do a lot of projects uh, related to, to trail planning, or, uh, or park planning, uh, but not only there's also um, projects around education, um, or health benefits to communities. Um, so the one thing they all have in common is they bring some kind of a benefit to a community,
0: uh, not, not to one particular um, party it's good to hear that you're you're facilitating that sort of just to getting that stuff done right that, that's kind of what your overall goal is just to make sure these projects have a, a direction and they're they're, they're realized now i, I want to go back a little bit um you're you have a bachelor's degree that you that you received from um the de monterrey in mexico right
1: that's right yeah i was uh, born and raised in guadalajara mexico yeah i live there um I, I was born there, grew up there. I went to school there, um, architecture school, and um, and I had my first two jobs there. Um, I moved to the United States when I was 27, um, so um, I moved here. Originally, um, I wanted to go to grad school. That was the main the main reason. Because um, you had that,
0: your bachelor's, right? You
1: finished up. You would you actually yeah, did some work. So. Um, uh, I, wanted, I wanted to, um, my first job right after my undergrad program was um, drafting plans for a garden designer in, in Guadalajara. And um, I became interested in plants and I, I started wondering why he would choose one plant over another. And uh, I started learning the names and uh, I was very curious um, to learn more about plants and planting design specifically. So. Um, that drove my interest into uh, landscape architecture. And there were no, back then, there were no uh, graduate programs that I know of um, in, in landscape architecture in Mexico. So in, in Mexico, even today, uh, um, a lot of landscape design work is still done by architects. Uh, there are now, now there are um, programs, uh, even undergrad programs, I believe. So it's, 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 it's growing and it's expanding and it's separating from architecture. But, uh, but yeah, I moved here with my degree, with my, you know, drafting skills. Um, um, I spoke English and uh, I, I, I was able to, to move and work here um, because um, my grandfather was a US citizen and uh, my mom, my mom is a U.S. citizen, so uh, I was I was I was a migrant with a lot of privilege, um, uh, unlike many of my own relatives who um, who move move here in, in very different conditions um, with with uh, very different opportunities. So um, my first job here was working for. Uh, uh nice gardens for um high-end high-end projects um clients who spend a lot of money uh building you know designing beautiful gardens and uh, i was learning a lot on the job Uh, and uh waited uh, for a few years before i started grad school until uh, the 2008 um, economic downturn hit and then uh, i said okay well um I lost my job that year and uh, hadn't applied to grad school yet. So I, I, I got a job at a nursery, retail nursery, um, doing sales and customer service um, and learning more about plants and working with, with growers, um, driving a van between Riverside, San Diego and Santa Barbara and picking up picking up orders uh, filling the van with plants to bring back to the nursery, so that that was um, enormously helpful in in learning uh, my plants
0: um, right before I went to grad school. School you did at Cal Poly Pomona. That's right. Right, and then you had were you you did some courses at UCLA.
1: Yeah, um,
0: right um, right before the
1: recession <laughs> hit, I was doing uh, evening classes at uh, UCLA. Extension in their horticulture program, so um, that I was still, you know, that was my main interest. So I was I was um, uh, learning more about plants. That program also introduced me to um, California native plants and uh, and a nonprofit called the Theodore Payne Foundation, where I started volunteering um, over ten years ago. Um, so that became a huge interest uh, of mine. So. I started when I, when, I, when I moved to Los Angeles, plants and planting design were, were one of my weaknesses. And, um, uh, you know, after working uh, in garden design and volunteering at Theater Payne and uh, taking the program at UCLA, uh, by the time I started grad school, I felt planting design was one of my top strengths. Uh, so I was, it was
0: a lot of time well spent. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good to hear. You uh, so really, your 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 whole career has been, um, you know, it, it seems like you've made transitions from, you know, b- one of the biggest transitions is take going from studying in in Mexico and then going over to the states, right? I'd imagine that was a big sort of change for you as far as, you know, not only the the location but the type of um, uh, teaching styles that might have been a little different. Um, and then from you, know, you, you mentioned you were doing some of the garden design work. And then when did you make the jump into public service? That happened during grad school. I, uh, I had no interest in the public
1: sector going into grad school. Um, no interest in, and no awareness of it either. I had no knowledge of any opportunities in the, pub, in the public sector. I, 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 I started grad school uh, still interested in garden design. And my goal was to get an accredited degree in the u.s because my architecture degree was not not accredited is still not accredited here so um, i needed an accredited degree i wanted a degree in landscape architecture and um, my goal was to uh, finish my program and open my own design build firm in in land in garden design but that changed during the program because i was exposed to uh, a lot of things that i had never been exposed to in in Mexico or in architecture, Um, and and I was exposed to uh, issues related to um, uh, environmental and social justice. Um, I was exposed to uh, GIS, which is, you know, a world I had never even knew existed. Um, And I was exposed to uh, the world public participation and um, community outreach Uh, I did an internship during grad school with the trust for public land um, and that was that was um, that had a great great part in 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 shape reshaping my uh, redirecting my interests Uh, that was a great internship it's a great organization Um, and uh, you know by the end of my program I was I didn't know for sure where I was going to end up, but I knew I was more interested in in working for the public, working in uh, public spaces and parks. Um, So um, as soon as I finished my my program, I had the opportunity to be hired by a faculty member who was doing research for the US Forest Service. she had been hired by the U.S. Forest Service to do a uh, research in the Angeles National Forest, and then uh, after that, I worked briefly for a private uh, firm, uh, planning and design firm, who was also contracted by the Angeles National Forest to work on the same issues that the research uh, study had been doing. And then uh, after that, I, I uh, uh, one day I, I decided. Um, you know, the opportunity showed up very suddenly and uh, I decided to join AmeriCorps and um, I was placed as an AmeriCorps fellow in the National Park Service, um, as a fellow in the RTCA program and also um, in the Santa Monica Mountains. So I was a fellow, Uh, 50% of my time was in a park unit and 50% of my time was in in a program so, I, I had experience of
0: both sides of that Park um, Service mission. It seems like you're in a good position to uh, take on the uh, president role at uh, the SLA. Um, you know, based, just based on your experience, right? Your, your um, outreach, your public service. Um, and it seems like you have a good grasp of, uh, of sort of taking on that role and, and managing. Um, you know, like you like you're doing now, sort of managing the different sort of projects and, and, and uh things that are coming your way. Um, is there anything that you uh maybe plan on? Um, any changes that you see that need to be made at ASLA if you can speak to that. Um any ideas that you may have that, that you might want to bring to um to the chapter uh once you're uh, present? Yeah, absolutely.
1: I I um lots of ideas and lots of plans and and that has been the case since i first got involved as a volunteer five years ago Um, i was assisting the liaison to students back then um, working in the chapter student awards program uh, for three years then um, then i became a a vice president of membership looking at uh, membership issues and now um, now as president-elect and next year as president um, I have a I have a lot of ideas, and uh, I work. I will work with a with a committee that um, has a lot of ideas. Um, I am. I'm. Um, I'm very proud to be a member of ASLA. I like the organization with uh, um, with all its uh, strengths, and also despite all of its flaws. It's. Uh, I. I like to see it as a as an imperfect community of landscape architects and our landscape professionals. And there are many things that I that I want to see uh, change um, uh, in, the, in the organization. Um, and the first one is, well, I'm one of the, you know, people in ASLA coming from the public sector, we are a very small minority. Um, most members uh, are in the private sector. Um, and that's just, a, that's just a, the case in the, in the industry. So uh, one of the first things I want to do is uh, raise more awareness of the side of the profession that is in the public sector and public sector opportunities uh, and career directions for, for young professionals. Because I kind of stumbled upon um, the opportunities. I found them just by luck. Um, it really literally just showed up one day, and um, I could have very easily missed it and not, not ever, you know, even been up here. So that's one thing I, want, I, I really want to do. I'm very interested in, in getting more students and, and young, young professionals uh, aware of opportunities um, in this world. Um, the makeup of the uh, membership of ASLA uh, is something that. Um, and the leadership of ASLA is something that uh, the organization itself is very well aware. Um, you know, it's, it's doing a lot of work trying to increase um, diversity, and also, um, I don't know if you're aware, but uh, ASLA sends out a survey every two years to all of its members. That survey is called the Federal um, and State Legislative Priority Survey, and it picks up feedback from all members as to you know, what, what are their priorities? Where do they think ASLA should go? And, uh, and that's what ASLA focuses on you know, for those two years until the next survey. So um, right now, the top, top issues in our profession, um, you know, uh, social justice, uh, racism, equity, climate change. Um, well, climate change actually has been priority for several years now, but, uh, the other ones I mentioned, um, because they, they, they blew up, um, just a few months ago in May with the death of, uh, Mr. Um, George Floyd, they, uh, had to be incorporated into the, you know, into our, into our priorities kind of halfway. So, so that's something that national had to, had to jump on and, um, stumbled with and then you know had to correct course and is getting help from a community called the Black Landscape Architects Network to to address uh, racism and uh, recognize the problem of historic problems of systemic racism and uh, racist ideas and racist policies in landscape architecture and planning and look at the effects this has had on on our communities um, and in addition to that we need to come up with anti-racist ideas and policies to uh move forward so that is um, you know it's it's it has become a, a huge uh priority for many members and national um is is shifting directions to to address it with programs with uh education uh, uh, programming with advocacy efforts. And that, uh, that needs to come down uh, into the chapter level. And um, I would like to see that reflected in our work at the chapter level um, uh, and see actions uh, on the ground, actions in our own region. What does that mean to do anti-racism policies and ideas and education? in Southern California. What does that mean um, to see that in our communities? How do we do that? And how do we make ASLA um, uh, an actively anti-racist organization? So that's, that's something that, uh, it, it's, it's, it, well, it hit the whole country a few months ago and uh, it has uh, displaced many other priorities and it will definitely uh, be a big part of what I, f- I want to focus on
0: next term. That's uh, it's not easy work. It's good to see you guys are, uh, are pushing it's forward not, and uh, hopefully get some-, it's some not some easy stuff. work.
1: Yeah. Um, it's not easy work. You know, um, uh, 400 years of, uh, of racism are not going to be turned around overnight. Uh, it needs um, a lot of work and a lot of continuous action. And um, I am uh, trying to recruit people uh, into uh, the executive committee and team that will work next year uh, to try to implement some of these, some of these ideas and come up with other ideas.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that again, that's 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 great to hear, man. Um, Carlos, I want to thank you for for joining us today. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to uh, um, maybe mention to some of the listeners? Anything that that you may have missed, um, during our conversation? Um, no. Um, stay safe. Um, stay safe out there. Wear a mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think we covered a pretty good amount. Um. Is there anything that you've been doing um, recently or been watching, reading um, that you'd like to share that you think somebody else might uh, enjoy uh, while they're, you know, working from home and and limited uh, uh, outings?
1: Um, Yeah, I recently watched the documentary called LA 92 uh, about the riots in, in Los Angeles in 1992. I was not living here back then. uh, But I, when I, when I moved here shortly after I lived in Koreatown for five years um, in an area that was hit hard by the riots. And um, it was, it was uh, uh, pretty shocking to see everything that happened. Uh, you know, Looking at it back uh, several years later and uh, with a lot of the same problems
0: surfacing uh, again. Um, so I, I really recommend it. Yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, I haven't seen it myself, but uh, I was I was living in I think we were we were in Chino in Ontario down in that in that time, so we weren't in L.A. But it was constantly on the news. You heard about it all, all day in school, and um, yeah, it was. Uh, it's it's crazy how similar something like that can easily happen now, right? Twenty, thirty years later. Um, now the problems are still there. They're
1: yeah. just under, under the surface, and uh, you know
0: this this they resurfaced. Um, but uh, we, haven't, yeah. we haven't solved them. I mean, you know, go back to the 60s, right? 50s, even farther back, it's, it's an ongoing thing that it's uh, definitely time to, uh, to change it up <laughs> somehow and fix things. Um, Carlos, thanks again for taking the time to, uh, to talk to me. Having- um, you know, we'll, we'll keep in touch. Um, I will we'll post all your, um, if you have any uh, ways for people to contact you that you'd like to share, we can include that is there uh, is there there's obviously there's the chat there's the ASLA chapter uh um website and uh instagram accounts which are pretty active uh we'll, we'll hold on we'll post those uh, links in the uh, in the show notes um all right and i can also share the, the website for the RTCA program that'd be great yeah 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 we'll uh, we'll include that um and um yeah thanks again uh good luck with everything um, Seems like you're, you're you're planning on doing some good work with the chapter, and um, definitely looking forward to it. Um, it's uh, again, thanks, and uh, you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Take care. Yeah. Take care. Thanks again to Carlos Flores. You can reach out to him directly through his Instagram account. We'll provide a link in the show notes, as well as links to the Southern California ASLA chapter and the National Park Service RTCa program websites. Our intro and outro music is written and produced by our good friend Robert Wood. Thank you for listening, and go out and build something.